I just want everyone to see <laughs> Mike's not here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike is uh, Mike is not here. He decided not to join me today, but we are leaving him in memoriam here till next week. Mike decided to go play hooky on the podcast, and uh, he just, just wants to, just because he can. Just because he can. He's like, hey, I'm taking off for a bachelor party. And I says, you know, scripture, don't you, son? You know, just... <laughs> Just remember, your God is watching you. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's going for a really good friend. He's going, hey, so it's Massey. We're here with Self-Evident Podcast. You guys, if you have not yet subscribed, you got to go on YouTube. Guys, our numbers are growing. TikTok is growing. It's crazy. We did a couple of videos and bam, it just, it hit. So God is moving. Now, Facebook's really throttling us. And if you have not shared this, share it. I'm asking you for a favor here. Share the video. What does it hurt you? You hit share. You do it all the time. Remember the Pray for Ukraine? Share. The school shooting that happened, everybody's prayer, share, right? Share the video. Get it out there. You got Producer E. I'm just going to warn you about Producer E. Producer E sometimes talks. If he does good, I discipled him. If he does bad, he's losing his job in two weeks. Just letting you know. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, sir. So, guys, we got a really good show this morning. Um, if, if you guys haven't yet, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. We got some really cool things uh, brewing <clears throat> behind the scenes. We got a $15,000 matching grant going on if you guys want to support that. I am, I am telling you, there's fertile ground here. The testimonies that are coming in, even from three years ago, God is faithful uh, uh, to, to bring water to that seed, and now it's bringing a harvest, and God is so faithful. The words that were spoken and things like that, things are, things are blossoming for us right now. Some avenues are opening up right now, and I can't get into too much. We're working on a couple of books. Hopefully, they're done by, by uh, the fall time, and we have a Memorial Day sale going on, but I want Elijah to play this video real fast on the courses you want to pick one up because these courses are going down on memorial day we got a 50 uh, what is it 25 percent off thing going on i just want to play this video real quick uh so you guys can spend some money and help kids silence in the face of evil is in itself evil god will not hold us guiltless not to speak is to speak not to act is to act that's actually a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who stood against the German government during the time when it was persecution, not only against the Jews, but against Christians and pastors. We all can see the effect of what happens when there's a lack of knowledge. But in America, we don't necessarily have an information problem. We have an application problem. Well, this is why these courses were specifically designed not only to help you understand what the role of government is, why God's role of government is important, and why the Constitution was written, it will take you then to show you how you can apply these principles. Government versus God is a four-week intensive course on is government over God or is God over government? You ever heard the argument that abortion is legal? There is no law in the books written by Congress that abortion is legal. We need to be involved more in politics, but if you don't know any of those areas, you can't get involved. And our brand new Live Liberated Constitution course is a 14-week study on not only the documents of our founding of America, but also how you can apply those principles now to stand against tyrannical government. It actually says that we're created equal. Created by who? Someone greater than us. And that that creator endows us with rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not only are we endowed with them, they're unalienable, which means they're non-transferable. So we just had a perfect glance from 1606 to 1787. Every single document shaped either their colony or their state or their region to say, look, God is of the utmost importance. God is the lawgiver. God is the creator. He's the one who gives me rights. Governments always exist, not only to ensure rights, but to make sure that you're free. But when governments go outside of those bounds, it's up to us, we the people, to stand against them. Order your copies today. Hey, so there you go. You guys want to pick up a course because there's a lot. Uh, going on so my my next guest i don't even know if there's a proper way to describe my dear friend other than my dear friend who is a prophetic voice in america does a lot for his community does a lot for globalists in destroying globalism agendas using prophetic voices scripture constitution he's a man of many words he's a man of prayer and a man of faith Many epitaphs shall be said about this man who's about to come on with me. He's a dear friend, guys. I'm not kidding. I've known the guy for 16 years. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I'd be right now. And I mean that with all my heart. This guy exudes joy. He exudes passion. You get around him, he can make a brick come alive. I'm not kidding. And, and so I'm just honored to have him on the podcast. He's my dude. He's my boy, my homie, and a dear friend, Joseph Z. Everybody, hand clap. Joseph Z right now. <laughs> Click the other one, too, man, would you, Elijah? 
Well, Massey, I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm so happy that I get an opportunity to be with you. You're my brother. It's been a wonderful journey with you, my friend. Thank you for having me. For sure, man. So there's a lot to talk. There's a few things going on in the world. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. You know, I mean, there's a, there's, there's a, there's a few things. And I got a lot of notes. I, we're not going to hit any of this, I'm sure, because you're going to go probably prophetic, which is okay. I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not, I'm not dogging that. But could you tell everybody what, uh, what you got going on in your world, Brother Joe? What, how can they find oh, me? What, what are we doing? Well, I, how, I, how they can find me, I, I do a, a live broadcast every weekday morning, 7 a.m. And, uh, you know, there's a lot happening in the world today. And if you have ears to hear, even a blind prophet can see that there's a lot of challenges taking place, Mass. I mean, we got all kinds of agendas, but the good news is Jesus told us all these things would happen. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. Same here. I, I think what's cool is I, I, you know, I was listening to your live this morning and I'm like, just shut your mouth, Joe. We're going to talk about that. You know, the, the whole idea is of, of, of life and, and joy and hope. I've never lost yeah. that. I don't understand how people can find hopelessness. Uh, and, and I get it. It's, it's a fleshy thing, right? They, they find hopelessness in, 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 this, in this whole thing. Uh, but one of the questions I was going to ask you before we even get really started in this, what makes what makes the average Christian, I think, and I don't want to say average in terms of they're just average Christians, but just the, the typical Christian, what makes them almost look at the destruction side of things to know that Jesus is coming back instead of the glory side? In other words, we all see the signs of the times and it's all this destruction and earthquakes. And yeah. well, that stuff happened 240 years ago, too, you know, when our founders founded the nation. So, right. you know, when people say, oh, my gosh, we've never seen globalism like this. Are you kidding England was the hugest uh, government in in history. It was the greatest yeah. global government. So this isn't yeah. anything new, uh, what we're right. seeing. What makes us always fall back to this default of fear instead of faith? I think that's a really great question, Mass. You know, Christians can be exactly like the world if they choose to be. You Oof. know, you can be born again. You can be absolutely born again. You are converted. You're, you're in Christ. But there's a big difference between converts and disciples. You know, I think it's 1 John chapter 1, or John chapter 1, verse 12, where it talks about as many as have received him, he gave them the right to become something. Yeah, and amen. And that right to become something was sons and daughters of God. And the short answer to that, just right out of the gate, is out of Romans 12, 1 through 3. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't renew your mind. And uh, you're listening to the news, you're worried about the future. And if you have situational needs for things to get better before you're happy, then you're just like the world and you're living from a place of carnality, not the place of a renewed mind, which is a connection to what right. Jesus has provided for you. I think that's a short answer to that. It the is, short, but it, it, exactly. So the carnal mind is an enemy, en it's an enemy of God. It cannot even right. produce faith. It, so even describing, and, and, and I want the Christian to hear this. Your testimony should be such that even when you talk about it, you can't talk about it because it's yeah. so spiritual. You can't even understand it or comprehend it. It's the fact that God saved you. And I'm still dealing with this, Joe. I still think about this a lot. Like he chose me and he didn't have to. Whereas mm -hmm. the thief on the cross never attended a, a, a church meeting, wow. never gave to the synagogue, you, you know, and, and, and yet... I can imagine what the angels were up there saying, like, how did you get here? And he's like, that man on the middle cross said I could come. Like, that still boggles my mind that he would choose me, right? And with right. that, if I'm adopted, wouldn't I be grateful enough to say, I'm going to search out the character of God to understand yes. that there's vices, there's evil, there's demonic stuff, but all that pales in comparison to looking at his face and in his glory. I think that's, that's really so where we've missed it is... In a lot of ways, I'm saying we've missed it. I'm not saying we've totally missed it because I believe, sure. like you said, they're Christians. They're they're godly people. They're not, they're they're not without. But the problem is, you're missing. Uh, you're. It's almost like you're missing out on the blessing here, yeah, and yeah. you think you'll get it up there, but you really won't because you won't even be partakers of the kingdom here. Like you won't see the kingdom yeah. of God move here. You know. That's right. You know, Jesus, he dealt messy with current event issues. And people had to work through that process of current events. They had to work through what was going on. And they always wanted to ask the question, God, why? What happened? What does this mean? Now, we know there's types and shadows and symbols and, you know, sure. signs and wonders in the heavens. Those things will happen. Sure. But I'm reminded, Massey, of Luke 13. Luke Come 13, and, and you'll know the story. Yes, sir. Luke 13, verse 1, I'll, I'll read it real quick. It says in verse 1, there were present at that season in Luke 13, verse 1, 
some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. So here you have Pilate, a, a governmental official, getting into it with some of these Galileans, and there was a religious governmental conflict that had happened. And Pilate mingled their blood with their sacrifices. He said, you know what, okay, I'm going to kill you guys. And then verse 2, and Jesus said to them, do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? Because they suffered such things. And then in verse 3, he says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you mm. will all likewise perish. I, and this is the fascinating point, is Jesus begins to talk about that it's not about what happened to them, it's about the greater narrative. And the greater narrative is your eternal salvation, your eternal picture, what's happening Preach. with your relationship with God. Now, the event that took place obviously rocked their community. It was obviously something that was taking place. Yeah. But then Jesus pivots and he goes further in verse 4. And he says, or those 18, right? So this is another current event, right, Mass? It's another current event where he said those 18. This was what Jesus is getting into is what would be the equivalent of a modern day September 11th type That's of narrative right. with the towers going down. And he begins to say, on those whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them. Do you think that they were worse sinners than all the other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no. no. And his answer again is, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, two events, Pilate mingling blood, that was a, re a religious collision with government. And then there was also a natural disaster or a social disaster that took place. Two events took place and the answer was the same. Get right with God. Bingo. Bingo. Get right with the Lord. I find yeah. it crazy because like what you just said is right. It, there's, there should be no us parlaying away from the social issues. Guys, right. if, if we don't hit the social issues, then all, then all 66 books make no sense. Then you're only Come using on, part of the book. Then, then, then all the, like all these issues have answers. Mm -hmm. Funny thing too, you know, I was reading in, in Acts 19, right? Do you remember Demetrius, you know, the silversmith? Yeah. And he's, you know, verse 21, when he's talking about, yo, dude, we're making money on this industry. And we're feeding all you guys this business uh -huh. to make other gods. This dude, Paul, is shaking things up. And it's funny because this is where I wanted to kind of go with this podcast, right? What you just okay. said. So this guy is saying, this dude is destroying our industry right now. Hello, church. <laughs> he's destroying our industry right now. This guy, he's preaching Christ, right? That's good, man. He's, he's going into it. And then all of a sudden the Bible says, then there rose a great confusion in the city. Yeah. So could the confusions actually be not because of what the enemy's doing, but because the kingdom of God is truly being brought on earth. The church is being heard and God is exposing evil. And that's what's creating the confusion is that the church is actually rising, saying, no, that's not the way to go. And the world right. is saying, no, this is the way to go. So the confusion <laughs> that's happening is because God is actually showing up. I think that's a good way to put it, brother. I think that when, you know, we say this a lot, you know, and I've said this, you and I've talked about this, but. I like to say when you, your presence should demand an explanation, well, when the real on. church of Jesus Christ shows up, when the believers in Jesus show up, our presence should demand an explanation. When you and I show up, when the believers who are watching this show up somewhere, they should know somebody showed up that knows the living God. And I think that we're disruptors. We know that the book of Romans, chapter one, chapter eight, it talks so clearly about all creation is groaning. And there's earthquakes and rumors of wars and, and this environmental issue that everybody's talking about. It comes from that creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. Yes, sir. Creation is asking the question, why does your presence, talking about the church at large today, not demand an explanation? It's asking the Dude. question, why are you not demanding an explanation? Why is there a powerless setting going on creation's going nuts because it's trying to respond to or it's saying where are the manifestation of the sons and daughters of god and people say oh that can't be that can't be creation would never respond to the body of christ or the people of god or a manifestation to prophecy being fulfilled well then tell that to jesus when he was on the donkey going into jerusalem and they said hosanna hosanna and the pharisees and leaders said do not let these people say this and remember what he said if these don't cry out, the rocks, these very rocks, will cry out. And the reason we're seeing the creation cry out and the rocks are crying out and earthquakes are increasing is because the earth itself was created to know the full manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. 
Yeah, and and actually, I, I dude, okay, we're getting a lot of likes and a lot of comments here. This is great. <laughs> um, but I, what 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 is unique about what you just said is that creation itself will eventually cry out. The fact that these young people are committing yeah. suicide, cutting themselves, all those things, right. they are crying out for something. Right. It's funny when the 450 false prophets were cutting themselves in the name of their gods, they're literally doing it it to get the attention of their gods. What do you think these kids are doing? They're trying to get the attention of something greater than themselves. Right. So in in, in the same sense, the heart of the Christian should be in that prayer closet, crying out and groaning. And the Holy Spirit's doing your 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 intercession for you. He's he's the one doing it. But you should be in your heart saying, Lord, my heart should cry out louder than the world. My heart should cry out louder than the voice of the world and drowned out yeah, the world on. and not listen to that stuff. If my voice inside, because what did he say? Greater is in me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In the world, you will have tribulation. Be good cheer. I've overcome it. All those scriptures start to make sense when you say, no, Lord, the voice of the enemy cannot abide in the children of God. I'm born of an incorruptible seed. So therefore I can't, on, I can't abide there. Like even what, no matter what the media says, listen, I don't care what people, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. I don't care what prophetic voices say about how bad the world is getting. Either God is God or he's not. He will return. He will do what he does. And he's going to, dude, the the, the world, God will not have to destroy them. They destroy themselves in their confusion. They do. Uh, Most people, they they, kind of, in in a sense, if you let the liberal talk long enough, they hang themselves in their own words eventually. They just just let them talk, you know, because they're they're so confused. They don't even know what path path to plant their feet on. They, they say, let's decry masculinity, but give a voice to a man when he's pregnant. They're just, they're so confused uh, on what's going on. And the hope should be this. When I look at confusion, I'm looking at a world saying, look, we're looking for a creator. The problem is that flesh doesn't want to submit to the word of the, the words of the Lord, the, the law of God uh, and his standard. That's where they get offended. And if the world can't respond to Christ, why do they hate him so much? Right. If the world doesn't respond to Jesus, why does it hate him so much? It's, it's going to respond to saying, You never hear people saying, ah, Buddha, I just, you know, stubbed my finger. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you never hear people say, Harry Krishna, that was terrible. Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget. Dang it. Uh, no. <laughs> Did somebody stop that for a little bit? Say, say it, E. Come on. Like, oh, it's the E. Easy E up here. Easy the Easy E. e. Uh, so hey, I, I'm gonna go through some scriptures and 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 I, and I want I'm gonna ask you a few more questions, Joe. I, I know yeah. what I love is is you and I have been friends, you know, for for a long time, and 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 absolutely, it's been cool. You know, you've been on my show three times, and and you know, I I ain't been on I, I ain't been on yours yet, but we'll get there. Um, we'll, we'll get there. You have been at my conference though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've been at your conference though. That's cool. That's cool. You gave me a little exposure, but I've been on you've been on my show three times. And I haven't been on yours yet. So anyway, so here's where, here's where, here's where some of my mindset goes. I'm so kidding, dude. I'm not looking for a place, but if you're opening one, I will. Uh, Yeah. Uh, If, how do you know? And, and, and this is a, I'm asking you who's a prophetic, I believe apostolically led type of fella. You're a teacher. You kind of operate in all five prophetic's kind of your, kind of your road. I believe you are apostolic because you set up, you know how to set up governments and people around you and, all those yeah. things that came with trials, right? That came with like, yeah. oh, I should have learned that lesson before. Got it. I know what to do now. You know, you got some really good people. Uh, you know, uh, your your uh, you know, Dave and all those guys behind you. And, oh yeah, and you're doing some amazing work. And your wife is, my gosh, oh, when amazing. she when she prays, she walks in heaven. You know, that's so cool she to. Does, and I'm not kidding. I you all got to hear her pray. It's just amazing. And uh, so, how? Do you and I wasn't buttering you up here. I'm telling you, that's obedience to the Lord. That's just obedience. And he blesses those who are obedient. How is a prophetic person talking to the Christian here? How do you know which voice to listen to? Do you notice that a lot of ministries are popping up that are prophetic, but you don't see the teaching ministry pop up on Facebook? You don't see the apostolic pop up on Facebook. Evangelism is not really that popular, but it's always a prophetic voice. And there are a lot of prophetic voices, and a lot of them contradict each other. How do you? How can we explain to the people what what do you what voice do you listen to? Obviously, scripture we know that, but yeah, how do they not get crowded out in or, or or get drowned into the sea of new Facebook pages and Instagram pages and YouTube's and all that other stuff? That's really good. Well, the simple answer is stick with the Word of God. There you go. That's the simple answer. But you know, the, there's three phases for how I judge prophecy, mass. 
It's revelation, interpretation, and application. Come on now. And in revelation, interpretation, application, that's how you begin to discover uh, what is really going on with prophetic voices because patterns determine their capacity. I look at track records. I look at how people function based on what they've done before, what they're doing going forward. And the problem today is there's a lot of echo chambers, and this is nothing new in the church. Truth. Echo chambers are when many people just begin to talk and they hear other voices saying things, and suddenly they begin to want to emulate what they're hearing. And that's not a good way to go. And so I found many times in prophecy, it's important that we begin to get rooted and grounded in the Word of God. And a lot of individuals today are very much wanting to sensationalize what's going on in the world. Um, prophets are truly called to build up and tear down. They're called to stand against hell. They're called to release an anointing yeah. that uh, breaks breaks the gates of hell Come and on. moves hell out of the way. That's what prophets are really called to do. Prophets are not just called to stand up and say crazy stuff or uh, you know do the craziest look possible and just gather a following. There was a lot of that in the New Testament era. As a matter of fact, in the book of Ephesus or the, the church of Ephesus, they had an issue with that where people were trying to make a name for themselves. And you see that today on social media. So what I do is I look at people's track record. I look at their capacity based on their patterns and try to look at what they've done before, where they failed, how they overcame their failures, where they are today. And really with prophecy, someone will be inspired not just based on if they predict a word and it comes to pass. I judge prophetic people based on their yeah. humility. And I judge it based on not only do they have an accurate word from the Lord, but do they stand on the word of God? And that's a big thing. So that's kind of a, a snapshot answer to that, Mass. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Unpack that. <laughs> no, yeah, unpack saying, that one. No, no, <laughs> no. I think what's 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 unique and, and it's and it's it's uh it's I don't want to say scary. I don't even like that term. Right. What gets me is we have the fivefold ministry to equip the saints. Right. And to make full proof of the ministry, to make them abound to every good work. And yeah. it seems like the prophetic is this predominant gift that needs to speak for God, which yes. agreed. It does speak on, on behalf of the Lord in prophecy and in, 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 in judgment. And I believe it sees into the future. It can or it can be a prophetic a word of wisdom, knowledge. Yes. But, you know, these apostles that are real apostles need to establish the kingdom of help establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. The, the, the teacher needs to be teaching the word of God in truth, right? To, to, to make that prophetic word make sense, if you will, right? To understand and have yes. good interpretation. And so that's yeah. why I was asking that because a lot of people really get caught up in this prophetic stuff. And look, I operate in it. I'm not, I'm not a prophet, yeah, by anyone, but I operate in the gifts, uh, words of wisdom and knowledge. I totally do. And I love those giftings, but I can't over, and I love you. You, you actually have a program that you, you do it on your, at night sometimes, demystifying the prophetic. And I've watched many yes. of those. And you don't over sensationalize the gift of prophecy. You almost right. make it part of our common language. Like it should be commonplace in the church to have a prophetic voice. To, to, That's to right. have. And so instead of it being, oh my gosh, the prophet came into town, which was Old Testament, <laughs> the New Testament yeah. is no prophetic is the natural way God wants to speak. So is the apostolic. So is the teacher. So is the evangelist and the pastor. That's right. And so that's right. That's why I was asking that question. And many of my, you know, many of my friends and, and, and those around, they get caught up in that stuff, like the, the whole gift. Yes. And that's good, but not rooted in the word, bro. It's just. Yeah, crazy. that's it, Mass. Well, I was just looking at a scripture here. You know, the, the truth of the matter is when you begin to realize what God has truly called us to do as a body, you know, as, as a church, is there's a distinction between gifts of prophecy and the office of the prophet. Right. And it's really simple. It's really simple. Uh, we realize in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about prophecy is all about edifying, comforting, exhorting. But at the end of that chapter, and I'm going to say this really quick, at the end of that chapter, you realize that it starts to talk about um, in like around verse 24, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 24, it says, if all prophesy, Come on. notice the word there, all, if all prophesy. So this is not talking about prophets. This is not just saying that people can prophesy. It's saying there's a potential that all can prophesy in the church. Two things it does. It says, and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in. He is convinced by all and he is convicted by all. all. That means all. And so there's two things that you know the what that the prophesies Greek, does. The Greek definition for the word all is all. Yeah. 
that's amazing. It's mind blowing. Revelation. It actually means <laughs> deep revelation. It's just, hey, I'm going deep here, man. We're getting the meat. We're getting the meat now. And all, all in the Greek, we realize that what it does is it confronts unbelievers who don't know God and uninformed people who don't have good teaching. Or maybe they don't believe in a spirit-filled life. Or maybe they don't believe in something. So you got two things. You believe that all that prophesy convince and convict. They realize that the secrets of their hearts have been revealed. But my point is this is not prophets doing this. This yeah. is the body of Christ. And I'll say it even better. The gift of prophecy can work stronger in the average believer than many times someone who stands in the office of the prophet. Wow. So what's the distinction between the prophecy in the believer and the office of the prophet, that, that office gift in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12? The difference is one is a responsibility. One is a gift. Oh, the oh. office of the prophet is a responsibility Good. to a segment of the body of Christ wow. to edify and equip the saints. Amen. That's the primary gift or the calling of the office of the prophet. And prophecy backs it up. So one is a gift that can work at a very high level, well beyond the office of the prophet's ability. The other one is a responsibility to train people in prophecy and raise them up and declare and decree. But it doesn't mean they're going to have the most spectacular gift of prophecy. Right. And I believe your ministry operates in both, right? You train up prophets, you, you, but also the prophetic comes out kind of sure I, i'm i'll say daily in your in your in your casts and things like that yeah and you're not and you're not uh, what i love too is you're not just saying here i have a word from you for the lord from the lord today and you just spit it and then you end the program you go no let's go to scripture here let's go to history let's right. go to look at the events unfolding let's look at history and this is what god is saying in this time right and what i love too yeah. is the voice of the, the like prophecy is to edify right now edification could mean yes. a correction Right. We need to bring a yes. correction or whatever. But, yeah. you know, a lot of the times it's going against the grain of the world. So I look at the world and I go, I, a blind prophet could see this. They wrong. Right. <laughs> they Jesus wrong. saying this now. You know what I mean? So, like, I look at the world and I'm not just saying I'm not talking about events. I'm talking about what they say, how they say it. You know, the new the new wave is transgenderism. No, you want that to be the wave. God wants them to be restored because he said he would restore the hearts of the father to the children, children of the father. So in, in, in if we go that route prophecy starts to make sense it's to edify and yes we need to bring correction does the church need correction yes you talk about it a lot in the the, the pretty pony gospel yes yeah. do they need to be corrected but there is a place right now i think it's in south carolina 50 pastors are running for public office in that city wow 50 pastors are getting together their goal no is 21 kidding. of them to be elected dude i'm telling you the church is on the move right that's and, strong and, mass so there is this two-sided thing that there are churches. The problem is the media is not exposing it. You know what? They are exposing the silence of the church, right? right. The church is nothing. They were yesterday's, yeah. you know, they, they were they were America's baseball time. You know, that's that's what that's pastime. <laughs> no, yep. the church is still relevant, and it only takes one church. You know, it only takes one of you to have the courage to stand to ignite the fire in someone else. And I think that's where we have to be as as Christians. Yes, let's preach against the silence. The silence of, of the slaughter of babies. You know what I mean? Let's, Come on, pre Mass. let's preach yeah. against the silence of every two hours a kid kills himself. Let's preach against the silence of, of the Constitution being eroded by a bunch of godlessness because we yeah. wouldn't. I, I, I completely agree. But there yeah. are churches now, the Jack Hibbses out there, that are putting courage in other churches to say, you can do this in the name of Jesus. Right. It's not gone yet. It's not gone. That's right. We're not done. You know, you have that, that saying, we, we're one more round. I can't wait to have a shirt like that. You should probably call Rocky and see if you can put his picture on it. One more round. You know what I mean? One more I think round. We're at, this, we're at this point right now where confusion is kind of at the forefront, right? But I'm going to give you yeah. some scriptures. I kind of want you to comment on these a little bit. Sure, Mass. Proverbs 28 says this. Because of the transgressions, the sins of the land, many are its princes. Do you guys want to know why new bureaucracies are created? Because we can't self-govern. The more we can't self-govern, the more they say, well, we need a new program to create this. That's why they wanted to create that ministry of disinformation, because we weren't wow. listening to them. So then they're going to create another prince. They're going to create another thing, right? But listen wow. to the second part of this verse. This is where the promise begins. This is where I say those princes will be destroyed in the name of Christ. Here's why. He says this, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, by, by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. What do, you, what do you talk about on your show all the time? 
I believe we're holding back the kingdom of darkness because the church is rising. I believe I the believe right that. is standing because those princes will have to be destroyed. We don't need them to raise our kids. We don't listen. Right. Well, the idea is right now. Look at the the common talk place. Is if we can give forty billion to U Ukraine, we should or uh, yeah, is it Ukraine? We we should be able to 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 guard our schools. How about this? No public schools. How yeah, about, how about homeschooling our children the way the word of God says to do that? Yeah. Men, listen to me, men. It's you that are supposed to teach the, the children diligently the, 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 the wondrous works of God, the law of God, yeah. the scriptures, your lineage, your heritage, who they are in God, their identity, not your, not your wife. That's it's right. us that are supposed to do that, right? So if we can yeah. direct our focus to the men here and say, men, we need to stand up and be the men. Like, let's quit pointing our fingers at the church and let's point it to the men. Men, we have a responsibility Hallelujah. right now. We are the churchmen. We lead Come our on. families, right? That's and my right. wife is an offshoot of who I am. She's not any less than my responsibility is to be the covering over her, right? So what can we do as, as men here? Can you encourage the men and the, and the fellers and the fellettes? Can we encourage Absolutely. them both, right? Absolutely. Can we get to the meat and potatoes of this, right? To, to <laughs> really build them in the prophetic voice. Give them prophecy, bro. Speak into them. Okay, well, well, first of all, you know the culture, the culture has tried to emasculate men because the Jezebel spirit always needs to be surrounded by a bunch of eunuchs, right? A bunch of people that go, yoo-hoo, they, they need a bunch of that stuff around them. The yoo-hoo crowd, the yoo-hoos that are in, uh, in the government, the yoo-hoos that are in uh, the churches. And there's something about it where they're just creating a whole yoo-hoo culture within the men and they're taking away manhood. And I'm not talking about flannel wearing, be beard toting, axe cutting type of manhood. I'm talking about men who know their identity in Jesus. And what we've seen is such a such a taking away and an, uh, an undercutting of that setting in the culture. And I'll tell you, Jesus has called men to rise. Come and I'm on. sure your program, my program, we attract strong men because we demonstrate strong masculinity in Jesus Christ, not the over-the-top, you know, toxic garbage yeah. that people try to overdo. I'm talking about the real stuff. Yes. And God wants men to lead their households. There's The reason the church, if it's floundering anywhere, men's fault. The reason that families are messed up or kids are running off and they don't know who they are in their identity, it's men's fault. And the reason that these things are happening is women want to follow strong men. I don't care what anybody says about it. It's You're the right. way it is. Real women want real strong men and real men that stand up. So when men are insecure, they overreact, they overcompensate, they try to be too strong, they try to be overly macho. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real men that have class, they know how to stand up, uh, they're okay with saying, um, yeah, no. They're okay <laughs> with being a little strong sometimes. They're okay yeah. with yeah. being men. And God has called us to be that way. Now, one of the things I wanna say about this, Massey, is also this, is there's a fatalism that's in the church and, and the fatalism in the church is because we feel like, well, we know end time prophecy is set. This is how it's going to be. Oh, thank and you yes for going there. Amen to that. It is. End time prophecy is set. Here's what is not set, though. The timeline. <laughs> I, I don't believe the timeline is set. I have I this written that. down, dude. I have this whole thing written down. Go, go, go. Do you really? Okay, let's go. Yeah, uh, the timeline is not set because there's a number of avenues that have to unfold. Number one, no man knows the day or the hour that the Lord is determined for the return. And I think if somebody even were to prophesy on this day, Jesus is coming back. I think if someone prophesied it, the Lord would be like, hmm, good one, I'm moving the date. <laughs> I think God would do that Come on. Just, to, just to make sure his word was true. Exactly. Let me, let me even go further with this because a lot of people are so into fatalism that they remove their responsibility it, because dude. this is a commission. It's a commission. It's not God's mission. It's the great commission. God with us, working together to accomplish his will. As he is, so are we in this world. And then people come along and say, don't worry, God's in control. Yes and amen. But in his control, in his great sovereignty, he chose to work with us. That means he will not work independent of you, ladies and gentlemen, right. you who are watching. So come what on. do I mean? What I mean is this, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, we know it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, Truth. in which the heavens will pass away with great noise and the elements will be burnt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Verse 11, therefore, since these things will be dissolved, global warming is real, right? What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Verse 12 is very revealing. 
It says, looking for and, pay attention to this word, hastening, hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, all this. That word hastening means you can speed it up. Ooh. Matthew 24, verse 20. Let me couple this verse together with that. Matthew 24 and verse 20 says another thing that's very fascinating. Matthew 24, verse 20. It goes on to say something really profound. Jesus was saying, when this difficulty comes to this city, to this area, census plenier is a, a, a word from the Latin that means a deeper, fuller meaning. And this prophecy can have more than one meanings to it. But in their immediate situation, he was prophesying about when the Jerusalem was destroyed in yep. 70 AD. And Jesus is saying, pray, pray that your flight, when you have to run out of town, pray that it be not in winter or on the Sabbath. Now, these are innuendos, and yet they're very direct. So I see something where we can hasten the return of the Lord. We can speed things up by our holy conduct and our obedience by doing our part in this great puzzle. And also we can pray that certain events don't happen at certain times. Jesus said, pray that your flight not be in the wintertime or on a Sabbath. That yep. tells me we can alter the timeline. It's <laughs> inevitable, but we can alter timelines. I believe so too. It's, it's, it, you, I think you said it at the beginning of the podcast, you will be what you want to be. If you Come want, on, if you want faith to be produced in your family, it yeah. can be. Now, could God do a divine work in your family because he wants to choose them to do? Yes, completely. Right. But yes. dude, Satan don't stop. So it's like we it's it's on us. We can do this. Now, you're right. It is prophesied. It's destined. He will come back. Yeah. There is no question. Right. Yep, but yep. wouldn't it be cool for him to come back, finding him, finding you doing his work instead yeah. of waiting for him? Like, wouldn't it be cool for him to say that was my servant? That's Even so when, good, I, man. when I came back from a far journey, look at all the parables. I came back from, and I found them laboring. That on, is what I found them doing. They weren't sitting yeah. in the shade waiting for me to return so I can get my little paycheck. No, they kept laboring. That's what I told them to do. I didn't tell them to wait for me and wait for a paycheck. I said to keep yeah. laboring. Don't just pray for the harvest. Pray for those laborers. Right. Go get more laborers. Come on, Massey. So the fields are white under harvest. Yes. But pray like, to the Lord of the harvest that labors, meaning we need a body that shows up ready to do something. That ready to do something. We, like If you think about it, we're praying for lost souls. That's a good thing. Yeah. But he yes. said don't pray for the it harvest. Is. Pray for the laborers, like go right. pray for those who are doing the work of God, right? That's I think good, too, brother. I'm not trying to, to cap on men. That wasn't my objective. I wasn't saying men are bad. And let me, let, oh, let, yeah. let's, par let's parlay this because we're all laborers. If like, let's say your ministry right now is your family. That's your season. Praise God. Yeah. Do it with all your heart. Do it diligently. Sow those seeds, water that ground, all that stuff, right? I'm yeah. seeing right now where families are being united and men are standing up. To me, the cry is about, uh, don't let him find you idle, right? Don't let him find you. You ever know, <laughs> you all have experienced this right at a job. Like it, when, when <laughs> you're, you're on a computer and you're just looking up Facebook or something, right? Your boss come in, you're like, oh, shoot, let me, uh, let me, uh, you know what I mean? Right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody at work, I used to do this when I was in the world. Like I'd be like the boss come in. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm doing it. I'm doing, I'm doing my job. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean? I'm after it, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, after yeah. It, bro. God knows all. He's not your work yeah. boss. He knows That's everything. Right. So instead That's of right. trying to hide your idleness, bring your idleness to him. Say, Lord, I am idle. I want you to change this in me. I can't That's do good. it, Lord. I hate, I, I, I love being idle. I love this thing and you don't. And Lord, would you change right. me, please? And that's where I think you'll see the transformation. Be honest with the Lord. But right now, I think as we continue to plow, the, you know, push the plow, you and I and others, many others, uh, dude, Andrew Womack's coming to the church here at the end of June. Oh, that's Revive. awesome. He's a friend. Yeah. He's a good I know. man. I just saw him on the program, dude. Andrew, Andrew Dubs, we're excited. I don't want to disrespect him. Andrew Womack's coming. Uh, it, we're, we're excited to have him. I don't want to disrespect him. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, Andrew but, has the best one-liners ever. He's like, <laughs> if you're believing that way, you're stupid. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. We're excited to have him, you know, at, at Revive Church. And, and Pastor Todd and Jan are, are, are so excited. We're, we're all excited to have him. And, you know, what He's a general awesome. of the faith to have, right? He but really last, last week we had, was it last week? The week prior last week. Yeah. Last week we had Charles Karn preach at our church, 92 years old, been in ministry wow. since he was like 17 or 19, wow. something like that, 18 and, and 70 something years of ministry. This, this man of God. And dude, I'm telling you for him, 
I, I, I don't get it. You know, some people say, we need the meat. This guy preached for 20 minutes the simplicity of the spirit of God and what our action needs to be as the people. He preached on the fragrance. You know, we are, we are the fragrance of God. And he said, wow. my, my attention isn't on the world. My attention is on you. Are you the fragrance oh, of God? And dude, everybody felt it. In this night, the 70 years of ministry, the 70 years of anointing, 70 years of like all the works he's done. Dude, the, I mean, this guy's been on crusades and healed, you know, seen healings and miracles, signs and wonders, prophecy. He's the man. And he comes in and says, here, Jesus. And we all were like, what? It was the, it was the sweetest place I'd ever seen. And I'm, I'm, and, and, and I'm saying all that to say the laborers, the labor that he's done, I get to glean from that tree so that I can go be a laborer in his stead. So like he's leaving me those tracks, men of God, women of God, listen to this. They're leaving the tracks in front of us so that we can walk in them. They're leaving these steps and saying, if I did it for 70 years, what could you do? In 70 years. Yeah, if I did this God. and I didn't have the revelation I have now, I'm giving you my revelation of 70 years so that you can build off that revelation and do greater works than even Christ did. And I'm wondering, like, in, in your eyes, do you see that? You know, you talk about the young lions, all these other things. What are you seeing now that you're seeing that gives you, like, this 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 hope? I have hope. I, I always have. I don't look at the world as drabby. I look at the whole Noah situation when he hoped against all hope. He still built the boat. Yep. I'm building the boat, Lord, like you're the boat. So um, we're well, building that. What do you see that's giving hope for you out there? Well, I have two things I can respond to with that mass seed. It's a great, great perspective. First of all, you know, everybody watching this program right now, you know, I know mass seed. I know his story. I know his journey. And I'm going to, I'm going to comment on what you just said in a moment, but I want to say this. If you're not supporting this ministry or being a torchbearer for Massey, I want you to know we, we stand with Massey and Carrie. We stand with what they're doing and not just because we love them, which is the easy part. The other part that's so powerful is they're actually effective ministers of the gospel. They have a uniqueness in ministry that many people do not have today. Massey's speaking truth. It's, it's like no different than when Paul went and stood on Mars Hill and began to speak to the culture in an educated way. And Massey has that, not only through trendiness, not only through all these things, but he really is well-versed in the laws of the land. He's well-versed in our constitutional standing. And I'm telling you, you want your kids to plug into this. You want your families to plug into this. Anybody you know, if you don't know what to do, contact this ministry. They will help you not only learn about constitutionalism, they'll help you learn about uh, homeschooling. They'll help you learn about a variety of things that will give you a great foundation. I just can't think of a better ministry that should be partnered with and supported um, and all that. So uh, getting, getting to the question about um, hope and looking at what's going on in the culture and where, where do I find hope? Well, I find great hope in this. The Lord gave me, first of all, a prophetic word, Massey. Um, it was a number of years ago. And of all places, the Lord had sent me to Trump Tower. I was standing in Trump Tower. And it was before he'd announced or before he was going to be president, all this stuff. And I was there praying. And I said, Lord, what is it about this, this man, Trump? And, I, and again, I don't look at anybody as our Messiah or our Savior. I think there's as many good things and negatives, and you can point out all kinds of things. My point is not to point at the virtues of this man. My point is to say I was there, and I began to pray and intercede for America. And I said, God, what's happening? Where are we headed? Is America going down? And this is when the Lord spoke to me. He said, no, America has one more round because the young lions are coming. And in that Come word on, and in that prophetic word, I, I recently was praying about it again. And I was at a, a service and I'm standing on the front row and the Lord began to speak to me. And I began to have an encounter with him and I began to see America. And I haven't talked about this very much, but I'm going to share it here. I began to see America going in the, the area it is. And then I saw it go down. I saw it begin to downgrade and go down and down and down. And people are saying, it's going to be up, it's going to be up, it's going to be up. But I kept seeing it go down. And then I saw it break a barrier where it was down. And it seemed very depressing and not happy. And it's not a word I wanted to get. But the Lord showed me very clearly that America would stop and there would be a comeback of sorts. And it was when the young lions began to stand. And they would stand up and say, no more. 
We're going to overturn some of these things. We're going to begin to bring change. And America would come back and break a barrier, and there was going to be an economic decline. There was going to be challenges from the north, south, east, and west, but it would not be the end of America. And then the Lord showed me the word, a new America is coming. And it would go under this, this, this level that we never wanted to see it go under, but it would come back and reemerge as a new America. And that will have positives and negatives attached to it. But I began to see the young lions standing up and bringing victory, uh, at least in their area of persuasion. Now, the, it'll never be perfect. It'll never be easy. Jesus has showed us that. There's so many things about Bible scripture we can see in prophecy. But I believe that the hope I have is that the Lord at least showed me that we're not doomed and done. Come on. That we're going to have a, uh, a return, and so, so to speak. But it'll be a new America. It'll be different. I, so I'm just going to affirm and echo what you're saying through history. And through the Constitution. Now, I love the. I've, I've been a preacher for 20 years. The Word of God is 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 paramount to this ministry, and I appreciate yes. your kind words about support. I was going to talk oh, I love about you, bro. it, but you already did it. So be a torchbearer right now. Theselfadintrude.com. Torchbearer, come on. Yeah, sign up for two fifty a month, and I'll give you a hug. <laughs> so, anyways, <clears throat> no, we we really are. We're we're looking for a hundred partners at fifty bucks a month. That'll be our goal for the end of the year. We can hit it. Amen. I think we're already on the start of that. So we just started this challenge. Uh, so if you guys want to be a part of that, praise God. Thank you uh, for, for doing yeah. that. And, and we, we support you guys. We sponsor you guys. We, we give. We know that, uh, we're yeah. believing for you and, and that ministry and that plane, bro. That's going to be sweet. Thank you. All bro. that stuff. Yeah. But um, I want to say history said, and, and these were the words of Adams and these guys, that they called America the new world. Wow. Okay, listen. The second thing, we created a whole new currency. Okay, so like what you're talking about is what you're That's the prophetic word. Yeah, all of what you were seeing was it's not over yet. Now, if we look at if we look at any of the stories of the past, in every single war we were outnumbered, the average was 20 to 1. So the world could have easily said America's gonna get squashed like a bug. True. Right. We should have been squashed like a bug. If you look at the numbers, the analytics, the statistics, every single statistic, every single poll would have said 90% of the people disagree. Like the world, like, you know, the media does it now. 90% of the people are for gun control. Have you ever, guys ever read a poll? They, they, they poll a thousand people out of 340 million. Okay. Don't believe the polls. Don't believe yeah. the polls. I'm telling you, it's demonic. It's, it's a what I've never been polled. Have you been polled? Exactly. <laughs> you know, who'd you poll? Someone downtown San Francisco? Of course they're going to say these things. You know, but like, but the, the other thing too is, listen to me, folks, if you listen to polls and those things, I'm just going to go on a tangent and I'll come back. The what if world is demonic. If you're living in a what if world, if we don't, if we, if, if it's demonic, it's yeah. idleness. And you're going to build these thoughts that aren't there. And you're going to lose your faith in Christ. You're going to lose your right. faith in the word and your hope. So don't abide there. Okay. But coming back to this, they said that it was, it was called a, a new world, a, a whole new world, a brave new world. It, they had a new currency, uh, famine hit. For a long time, but they were smart. So if you want to learn from history's past, they all had farms. So they were planting crops. They, they stored. They had, they were common sense. They were, smart. I'm not scaring people. They had common sense. They had stored yeah. for these things. We're seeing what's going on out there. There's a shortage of baby formula, guys. And there, there was toilet paper. Start to kind of read it a little bit. Prepare. Just prepare. I'm not putting fear in you. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're done. That means you're being smart. So just yeah. prepare, right? All those yep. things can happen, but guess who rose up out of all the shadows? These no-namers. John Adams was a lawyer, man. He was nobody special. He had a farm called Braintree. These guys were just normal dudes, right? And then all of a sudden, yeah. bam, they were thrust in the spotlight. The Lord just that Kairos Kronos moment met, and they hit it, and they were there. Thomas Jefferson, same thing. He was a poet. He was an inventor. You know, he was a writer, uh, somewhat of a philosopher, but then got into politics. George Washington. What he was known for was war, but then became the first president of the United States, unanimously elected president of the United States, rightfully deserving yeah, yeah. to be the president yeah, of the United yeah. States. You know, so you look at these guys, they're, they're, those were all the, those guys were in their 30s, their 20s. They were young men when they started yes. off these journeys. So those words are ringing from the past to now, bro. And I don't know if you knew any of that stuff, but even John Adams no. said that the church needs to start preaching the discourses of the day. And so wow. when, when you look at scripture, look at scripture, listen, I'm just going to read from, from Malachi 3, 16. On, we, we talk about, it says this, the Lord, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord gave attention and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and esteem his name. That's good. I don't want to leave this earth, Lord, not having that done because my remembrance wow. was for you and you will write a remembrance for me. I don't need an epitaph. 
I don't need to be on big shows. I don't care. We don't care about that stuff. What we care right. about is honoring the name of the Lord and he That's will so build good, that Nancy. for you. Right. So yeah. what do you want to be remembered for folks? Is it going to be remembered for, man, I really, I overcame porn or no, like I no, Lord, you, you, you sought to destroy our wicked school board and we did it Lord. And now God, I mean, can you imagine that instead of, Oh, my kids, man, thank God they got out of school not doing drugs. Or wow. my kids flipped their school, dude. They had Bible yeah. studies. They were doing, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying, like, we got to start changing our mindset. To you the make a good of- point here, Mass. You're making a good point. And here's, here's what I want to say about that. The point is, sadly, the gospel or, or what people have heard from the pulpits and all this has become a very self-centered message. In a it's sense, all about yeah. you and uh, you doing better and all this. And I, and I love all of that. I preach that and I will continue yes. to preach that. I love it. That's the gospel. The gospel has good news attached to it. But the reason I think, at least in part, and you give me your thoughts, Mass, at least sure. in part, I think the reason that we're not seeing people get their own personal victories more and more and more is because they have nothing to fight for. Okay. They're only fighting for themselves. They're only looking at if I can just overcome this instead of saying, hey, let's go kill Goliath. Not take you, you mentioned, you know, people overcoming porn or whatever it is that there's their vices. That's good. Overcoming that. But you give them you give if, if things are big enough. Let me say it a better way. If it's too small, men will fight. <laughs> if it's big enough, men will unite. And we need to have men of God that come together to unite over large causes. And the reason men don't know who they are, don't know what they're doing, going back to that topic, is they don't have something in front of them that's worthy of their blood, sweat, and tears in every fiber of their being, giving their full attention to it. I'll only give you my perspective on this. And I use David as an example. Yeah. And, and, you know, he sinned with Bathsheba and it was the only recorded yeah. time. He, everybody knows the pet point. He wasn't in the war, right? He wasn't doing what he was called to. He was yeah. sitting on the ledge. He sees Bathsheba. He commits sin, blah, blah, blah. I believe the biggest, the reason why people struggle, men especially, not just men, but women too. The reason why pornography is their go-to is because they're idle. Because their mind is sort. So like when David became idle, it was sex. It wasn't any other sin. It was perversion. It was uh, 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 lust, you know what I mean? So their lust was consumed yeah. when they were idle. And so yeah, when yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that overcoming porn is a small thing. I'm not saying it like oh, that. No, 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 no. What not I, what diminishing I, that one bit. No way. I think that's a huge victory because it's, it's such a, a huge pre- victory. It's a prevailing, uh, sin, uh, uh unfortunately in, in this land. What I am saying is though, if you were in the war, would you have time to focus on pornography? If you were in right. the war, would you have time to, to exactly to, to scuttle about little things that are useless and menial? Would you even have time to do useless debates on Facebook? Would you have time That's to be so debating uh, the menial things of the word of God and let your actions yeah. do the talking, not your words do the talking? I believe a lot of the reason men won't do it is because we've become, uh, and, I, and I'm being honest because I was that guy at one point too. I've always been in the fight, but I become, I'd become cynical in a sense. Sure. Where my, yeah. I wanted to prove my point. I wanted to win the argument, not win the soul. And so when my, yeah. my, my, I was studying and I was doing all the apologetics and I was studying uh, 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 history, Greek history, philosophy, I was yes. studying evolution to win the argument, but I wasn't winning the soul. And the moment I turned all that off and I said, Lord, what does your word say to win that soul? Then all those things were brought to remembrance at the right time, at the right moment for a word for them to win the soul. So like, don't be so caught up in knowledge where it puffs up. And but but the yeah. Bible says love charity edifies charity prevails. So we could have all the gifts in the world, but if you don't have love for God, love for your fellow man, you're missing the whole point, right? Right. Well, you know, people even rallied, Massey, as you were saying. You know, just going back to that whole beginning point, people rallied after 9/11. They rally at Super Bowl. Oh, do rally at things that are that are big and worth you know, taking territory over. And, and God was prevailing. All the messages on boards, it was God bless America, pray. Yep. Dude, strip clubs had that. You know what I, I mean? Were... Conan O'Brien was talking about God yes. in his program for a moment. I remember that. I, I guess I, I, what, what I'm sensing more and more is we are winning. I pray with this show, what, what, what you and I are doing here, what I'm, what I'm praying for more than anything is one, to destroy the confusion by not paying attention to what the world is saying. And I'm going to give you guys something here. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very evident. You want to know how to defeat the voice of confusion. Joan, you can chime in after I say this one. Sure. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not That's speak so of his own authority, 
But whatever he hears, he will speak to you. Whatever the spirit of God hears, he will speak to you. So he will have the the voice of God in his ear and he will speak it to you. What are you focused on? That's where I think the biggest question should be. Is your focus on the news? I preached this the other night. Are you hated more for being a Republican than a Christian? Are you hated because because your bumper stickers say FJB instead of I love Jesus? That's right. Come on, Massey. Because it's Christ who we preach, Christ crucified. That's right. Biden wasn't crucified. Trump wasn't crucified for me. You know, that's right. So that that love for God should translate into the government realm. So you're hated for being a Christian, being inside the government. You know what I mean? Not being hated because your stance on government and the Constitution. I love the Constitution like any other document. I think it's a great document. Definitely believe it's inspired. Definitely believe the Declaration of Independence was divine uh, in a lot of ways. Definitely integrated. But my stance shouldn't be because I'm a constitutionalist that I'm hated. Right. It should be because I'm a Christian. I, I love the word of God. This is what comes out of my lips more than the law. I just use that because I believe that's my ministry is to go into those yes. places and, and rectify. And I believe every one of us is called to make the crooked places straight. I believe we should be praying for the breaker in front of us all the time. I that's believe good. God puts us in big places to go do the little things to make the big things happen. I really firmly believe that. Will I see it at the end of my day? Yes, I will prophesy that I will see the fruit of what we've been preaching in our day, Joe. We will, you and I. Yes. Because I believe God wants to do that. If he's saying, yeah. come, come and eat of the tree, well, Lord, I want to taste that fruit too. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. see it, right? I want to see the victory. Any yeah. dude going into war doesn't do it knowing he'll lose. He's going oh, in man, there to win. Good. He's well, going in there to win. Mass, well, you say it this way too. You say, you know, make America constitutional again. I have the hat. I love it. We have it in our set. Our, you know, we have a couple of studios and I have it in our set. And uh, I really appreciate your stance on these things. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are Christians first before we're Americans, before we're anything else. We've yeah. got to begin to stand on that finished works of Jesus. Because the only hope we have now, <laughs> the only hope America has or any nation has now is I guess we've come to we need to believe God. It's come yes, to sir. this, Massey. We have to believe yes, God <laughs> And I really, I got to say, more than anything else, I think the answer is still the same. We, we don't just make converts, we make disciples. And that's why yes. I love your ministry. You You're just making disciples. You're making well-rounded disciples because Jesus said yes, be innocent as doves and shrewd as serpents. And you're teaching them to be shrewd in their knowledge of the culture, their knowledge of the laws, the knowledge of what they stand on that the forefathers fought and died for. And then also we're making them innocent, be excellent at what is good, be innocent yeah. of evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. And we realize, out of Romans 16, 19, we realize that we are in need of discipleship. Yes. Real clear-eyed, clear-minded believers that when when things get difficult, they look at the world and say, oh, I was born for this. As a matter of fact, believers that know who they are, when the world goes down, they say, oh, it's showtime. Or they put in the mouth guard and go, oh, I guess it's prison rules then. We're going to get after it. It's prison rules, right? Come on. And uh, they say this, the mantra of those that are in a dark world and standing up, they say on a bad day, I'm the best there is. Say it, dude. Because Christ Jesus is in me. So they look at the darkness. They're not worried about if uh, one president gets in or another doesn't, or somebody goes up, somebody goes down, whatever accusations can happen, or if Johnny Depp or Amber Heard are all over the news or whatever the mess is that we're looking at, or if Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, the Dr. Evil, the Dr. Evil <laughs> of uh, this generation, Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing and you will love all of it. You will own nothing and you will celebrate. Not you, number two, not you, henchmen, arbitrarily turning now. Not this, not that. We got to get down to the point where we recognize disciples, the ones that know their God, they look at that and they say, number one, I discern what that really is. The world is blind. We see. We discern it, but we also know how to respond in the middle of a dark, evil generation. That's why God called the church the light in darkness. That's us. In your program, your, 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 your answer was always, and it's always on posts, mine too. Jesus is alive. That's the, that's the hope of eternal glory, my Jesus. Yeah. What does the Bible say? I just preached on it. Uh, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the gospel. Come on, Massey. He saved me, right? That's it. So let me make yeah. a quick distinction. The reason why our product, and I'm, I'm going to say why, 
it says make America constitutional because you can't make a land godly. You make the people godly. They make the land. That's good. So That's good. America is a land where the laws are written to protect the rights of man. So when America can become back constitutional, you know what that gives the freedom to the church to be? To go be the light of the world, to go be the light in America. Come on. So then on this side of, of the tree, as a Christian, I'm saying I want them to hold to their, to, to their constitution and their oath the way that I hold to mine. So if That's I say good. I'm going to be a minister of the gospel, they best be holding to that law that they said they would protect. That's why there's a distinction. When I make those shirts, you don't see a Bible scripture on that because America, it's, it's yeah. a piece of land. That's all it is. I can't make the dirt godly. But that I, I love your shirt. My favorite shirt that you've you made and I wore it for a long time is uh, I have a pre-existing condition <laughs> <laughs> and it well, says liberty. That's a great you know, shirt. I, I think I think more and more as we as we get into the to the stuff we're doing and we're creating some new some new merch and all those other things. We're, we're making the distinction of what government does and what God does. Is God yeah. involved in government? Yes. But I don't want the government to be a popal thing or a, a theocracy where man says, this is God speaking on earth. No, 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 no. Yeah. We had that problem in England. What I'm saying is they will be God. If they're godly men in there who are self-governed, they will follow the laws of the land and they will make sure that the rights of men are preserved because God gave them to them. That's where I preach. And so when you see scripture in Romans 13 and all these things, that's the distinction yeah, yeah. we make. The church does its job. Government does its. But Christians yes. need to be in that government so that government can do its job in the right way. So oh, that's well where, said, Massey. So, so our position constitutionally is I have the right given by God to preach the gospel without penalty. My free exercise can't be violated. Nobody can tell me that's why it was wrong for them to shut down churches in 2020. That's right. That's right. These are illegal. It shouldn't be yep. on the church. They should never be a muzzle on the church. But I agree. Conversely, church, we could say end abortion, but are you ready for what's coming? Are you ready I to light and, and to go adopt some of these babies and go help exactly. these women who need it? Uh, because they've wow, been a whole bunch of lies. So it, we can say, yes, laws, pass the laws. Laws will not create morality. They won't create morality. You so can't legislate have, morality. Can't. And so yeah. we have to be the church who is moral to back up that law. Does this make sense? We have to be that moral backbone of a law. And if the, let law, me say something here. If the law is immoral, then it shouldn't be passed. Let, let, me, let me say something here. I, I agree with everything you just said, but you know, we had you at our conference last October and Massey, you know, I've had a lot of speakers over the years. You and I have been friends a long time. And when people listened to you and saw you, there was things I was writing down that I had never <laughs> heard before. Yeah. There yeah. was things that people in that conference, they said, how do we, I've never heard this type of material before. And so, you know, all, all kidding aside and all the stuff aside, you are one of the finest expositors on information involving nations and moral laws and, and just fundamentals that people should have known their whole life. And you just basically tell them what they should have known mm -hmm. their whole life. And it just begins to have the lights go on. And so, again, I want to encourage anybody watching this to be a torchbearer. You know, we have this in one of our groups right now. And anybody that's, you know, with our ministry, I wholeheartedly not only endorse, but I am honored to be associated with Massey Campos and, and uh, this tremendous yeah. ministry that he's building. And so I encourage you to become a torchbearer be a part of this and mass, you know, we definitely are going to have you on more regularly on our program. <laughs> no, I know that. And I know we got to go. I didn't realize it was 11, man. We, man, we got to, we got to do this more, man. This is fun. You know, I we, love we, it. We, I'm yeah, having a great time, brother. I am too, dude. We could go another, I'm not <laughs> going to because you got things and I got things, you know what I mean? But uh, we, we ain't going to do that. But listen, uh, everybody, if you've not tuned into Joe's program daily, every morning at 9am EST seven, your time, right? Uh, so yes, uh, eight or nine where I'm at here in Florida, Go to right. Joseph Z. Colorado, yep. Yeah, go to josephz.com. Um, go to Joseph Z Colorado Facebook page. He's on YouTube. He's on TikTok. He's on all that stuff. Listen, a lot of the prophetic words that I hear out there, I'm like, eh, okay, we'll see. When he delivers a word, I've only seen it because of 16 years of time. Okay. I'm telling you this, and you guys know I don't endorse if you guys watch self-evident, we're not talking about this a lot. So, but I'm telling you, when accuracy hits as much as it has. You have an obligation almost to say there's a voice crying out in the wilderness right now, which is Colorado. <laughs> what they're doing over there is crazy. But like there's a voice crying out in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Your ministry gives my ministry a voice sometimes, Joe. And so that's why I love being around you, because like 
you're saying prepare the way of the Lord, I get to come in and just say, let's be discipled for a second, right? And what, what I, I pray that when we preach, it's clear, clean, concise. The word of God, the Bible says in Psalms, is clean and it endures forever. It should be that simple. When you think of truth, it should be simple. And your words that you give, the way you explain them, even your heart and passion behind it uh, is very clean. And so I, I just encourage the same that you go support him and, and do uh, back up what they're called to do. Cause dude, they're doing things that I'm not called to do. And I wouldn't want to be called to do it because I'd be miserable doing it, you know, <laughs> but in the same vein, you'd probably be miserable doing what I'm doing, you know? So sure. you know, we're a good I, team. I, yeah. I'm an assistant pastor at a church. I love it. You probably, yeah. I remember you said, you're like, no, I don't want to pastor people. <laughs> I pastored a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the problem is? The people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's just the people. That's, yeah, God, this would be kidding. a perfect ministry without people. <laughs> no, I'm playing. So, guys, go to go to josephp.com. You guys want to support this dude. Uh, his his family's incredible. Your, your daughter, Allie, and your son. Uh, you're just, Thank you. just a great family. Uh, your team is amazing. Uh, you, we friend. love you. I'm so glad you could join us today, man. Thank you. And uh, let's get a shot of Mike. Mike, what do you think? That was deep, Mike. So Come guys, on, Mike. That was yeah, good. Mike. Mikey! Pray. Come he, on, he, Mike. He, he already says in Proverbs, he's, he just told me this right now. He whispered it to me. Uh, a wise man keeps his tongue. So we'll, we'll, we'll give him that. So, uh, so yeah. guys, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Become a sponsor if you want to support us. Again, we got a matching grant thing going on. By the way, we just released a new shirt. And I'm going to do it. I, I'm not going to put it on. <laughs> but it says, end systemic tyranny. What is tyranny when government can do That's what you great. Can. So like it's so instead of end systemic racism, which doesn't exist, hatred exists. But you know what does exist systemically? Tyranny. They are destroying your rights. You know what tyranny is? When government can do legally what you can't do. That's where we wow. got to start standing against it. So guys, we love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you uh, Monday. God bless. God bless. Thanks, Mass. Yep, you too, man. <laughs>